In this episode of the RV Small Talk Podcast, we've got a couple things on our minds. First of all, we kind of talk about things that we we kind of have as fallbacks for morning breakfasts. And then we talk about if we were going to elevate our breakfast game, what would that be in a perfect scenario? But also, let's talk about that thing that scares us all the most, trailer sway. This is a topic that gets everyone all antsy and we've all seen the videos, but let's talk about the physics of it, what's going on there and how to alleviate it, reduce the chances or how to pull out of a sway situation. So that is what we're talking about this week on the RV Small Talk podcast. This week's sponsor we would like to remind you is a new product that we're carrying here at Princess Craft RV. It is Mission Overland. These things are crazy cool overbuilt rugged way off the grid camping trailers and you have to see them i mean they look incredible they're colorful well why would that be well because they have a wrap on them and you can put any wrap that you want Mm -hmm. but they put very cool wraps on it yeah it'd be hard to top the wraps that they already have available but you can but you know they're so sturdy built they have just a solid build on them Mm -hmm. great features uh, great off-road capabilities with independent suspension. That independent suspension is huge. It is, yeah. Oh, so, and for the size trailer, that water tank, that fresh yes. water tank is massive. Yes. Well, Mission Overland, check them out. It's missionoverland.ca. Oh, check them out. It's missionoverland.ca because they're made in Canada. What's that all about? Everybody, welcome again to the RV Small Talk Podcast, where we talk about trailers, truck campers, and the people, places, and adventures that go right along with them. We are your hosts from Princess Craft RV. I'm Clint. I'm Lindsay. And I'm PJ. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you ever have comments or questions for us at the RV Small Talk Podcast, just drop us a line, a comment, a question at questions at rvsmalltalk.com. Let's talk about breakfast. Hmm. I could use breakfast any time of the day. All day, every day, eight days a week. My poor kids get breakfast for dinner, like I love it pretty often. <laughs> I love it, and my kids, my kids do too, because they're all about anything with scrambled eggs. You know, yes. if a plate has scrambled eggs, they're probably down with whatever else is beside it. Anyway, so breakfast. I'll got to tell you, my breakfast game when camping, it it's not what I aspire to. It's really always so simple, and that goes back to childhood. It's pop tarts, cereal. I'm big on cereal when I'm camping because I don't want to cook when I get up first thing in the morning. I Mm -hmm. want coffee, then I want cereal, and then I don't mind cooking scrambled eggs at 11 or 12 o'clock. Okay. Yeah. And I think that that's where where my aspirations go to is I kind of want something that feels, you know, cooked over the fire outdoors because there's always something about that. I don't think anyone can deny that there's something amazing about something cooked over fire outdoors. But... What I envision is something more like I would figure a breakfast scramble or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen that Instagram channel, Instagram profile cooking over fire? No. No. Do okay. I need to check is, it is out? It gonna make me, it's going to make you hungry, don't do it. Endless <laughs> don't feed. do it. Yeah, it's an endless feed of amazing over the fire cooking creations. And oh, you wow. get to watch them happen. It's it's in a kind of TikTokish kind of format, so it's kind of sped up, and you see a little jump cuts. 
but everything looks amazing. And that's what I would like. I would like to have the the roasted potatoes, maybe maybe the roasted and caramelized onions and, and peppers. Well, why don't uh, we do that? Like, why don't you do it? Uh, because. Well, because watching those short little like TikTok videos mm-hmm. of people making breakfast. Yeah, it looks really good. And then you think like, I can do that. But. What you're going to do takes way more than the <laughs> than two the, minutes the that it takes to watch that there. video. Well, yeah. And it's messy and it's a lot of work, especially when you're hungry. Yeah. So this okay, requires. That's why the bowl is cereal. Uh, I'm telling uh, yeah. you. But, but this also requires, and this is something we've talked about with Kate all the time, which is, which is why I just think I need to just travel camp when Kate camps nearby. And, but <laughs> totally. here's, here's the deal. It requires planning and prep. Yep. That's you don't have lots of successes in that area unless you arrive with, you know, your little Ziploc bags full of your pre-cut potatoes and, and things like well, that. Well, you make it look like it's a bad thing. I mean, why not show up with some prepped food? Why yeah, not? Why not? You know, it's easy as pancakes. Yeah. And there's different ways to make it easy. But the easiest is the pre-made stuff that you buy and you just shake it and <laughs> drop it. Oh, my gosh. Like it's hot. Well, I'd say stick with your pop tarts. It's the easiest. If you're looking for easy, <laughs> no, no, the easy pancakes. Pop tarts are easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but pancakes are easy, and you don't have a bunch of different ingredients. I think that's why I don't want to cook breakfast because there's you need all the stuff. I don't want all the stuff. You just have like pancake mix and milk and syrup. You know, as much as I enjoy the food portion of this, and I feel like it would be an absolute experience. I never have been much of a culinary adventurer as far as cooking. I'll eat, mo- I'll try most anything. I've mm-hmm. I've had some interesting things and in interesting places, but I've never been one who's been motivated to become a great cook. Well, we all have talked about but trying to food. get better. So yeah. maybe a, maybe we need to find that delicate balance between a little bit of prep, yeah, and you know, cooking outside. Sure, I challenge you guys to do that get off the pop tarts get off the cereal and let's see if we can step up our game clint 2021 is our year it is breakfast i'm flipping year. the script i'm gonna make top parts oh. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay is speechless well i'm trying to think of how to say cereal backwards <laughs> just go to pig latin laris ariel say <laughs> <laughs> All right, up our game, y'all. Okay, so so I did find some things, and a lot of people are finding really neat ways to do cinnamon rolls at the campfire. They'll even put <sighs> it like, like on work. a big skewer, what? It, like like roast. You know, what? you get a you either pre make or you get a, a can of cinnamon rolls. You well, know, that's up our alley. We're easy. And you go ahead and put it through your hot dog skewer, and you roast it over the fire, D- and like it that. puffs up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what an oven is. It's fire. Yeah, I just... This is I, what I heard. Yeah, you just like <laughs> fall off the skewer. That, that would happen to me. Well, maybe, or it'd be like my marshmallow bound to be burst some te- into flames. Yeah, there's got to be some technique here, but, but you only get skills if you practice them. Okay. All right. I'm going to try this at the next opportunity, yeah. which might be in the next week or two. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to do that. But take I'll pictures for back. us. Uh, oh, yeah. But so much finger pointing going. And, and let's hope it's an epic fail because yeah. it makes better pictures, right? Yeah, it does. Well, either way, if it's a, if it's a perfect win, that's great. But if it's a, if it's a torch, yes. Yeah, Bring if I on. can light a uh, sweet roll on fire, mm-hmm. 
Hmm, let's see. Mm-hmm. I'll let you know. I'd still eat it. You know, something that that <laughs> probably wouldn't be that difficult is uh, like poached eggs. Even you can still do that over fire. Oh. What is a poached what? egg? It's an egg in water. Well, it's a boiled egg without the that's shell. It. Yeah, shell. It's it's actually the, one of the cleanest ways to cook is to poach things. Yeah, but then you have to have a pot. You have to boil the water. You crack the egg and put it in the boiling water? Yeah. You just drop it in for about, uh, you know, less than a minute. The little bit but of But it vinegar. doesn't like mix with the water? No, because the, the as soon as it hits the water, the white starts to go ahead and start cooking. So everything, in the, it cooks from the outside in. Whoa. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. I just know it's runny, so I'm not going to eat it. Well, if you poach it for a long time, it's no longer it's runny. It's not. But then why don't you just make a hard boiled egg? <laughs> well, that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If that's what you want, you can do that too. Oh, so many breakfast <laughs> things. Okay. Let's up our game, guys, at breakfast. Yeah. I'm making breakfast tacos. I'm no, making you're not. Pancakes. You're eating Pop-Tarts. I'll make it after my Pop-Tarts because you you said that's what I should do. Cereal I, first. All right. Let's try it. Nutri-Grain it is. Let's disembark from that conversation and jump into trailers way and all i can say is there is no lack of videos out there to scare people out of towing a trailer but isn't that what you know videos do a lot of times online if you google Mm -hmm. something you know like they say if you're feeling bad don't google it because you know you're gonna die absolutely so trailer sway is kind of the same thing. Yeah, you only see the sensational worst case scenarios. Right, there's no videos out there of like, look at how much my trailer's not swaying. <laughs> that doesn't. Right. That's not a thing. <laughs> I don't think that. Not it doesn't. Videos. It doesn't go viral. Yeah, <laughs> it's the funny thing about humans. We aren't all that interested and engaged while things are going smoothly and as they are expected to. Oh heavens, no! Once things leave the expected to and and maybe go very badly then we're a hundred percent engaged well nobody pulls off on the side of the highway to watch the traffic go by smoothly they only stare when there's a crash yeah the last time i was rubbernecking a a smoothly flowing intersection (laughs) it it didn't last long i imagine that's right (laughs) so but you know how many people come in here and they're scared to tow right or or half of the the family is fine and and says ah it's nothing and the other half is just like i haven't even tried i haven't gotten in the vehicle yet and i'm already white knuckling it yes and that's usually the half that's driving maybe yeah (laughs) that's scared Mm -hmm. so or the one who most recently was on youtube (laughs) right (laughs) good point good point well and then it's easy to think that maybe you're just a bad driver if you have experienced trailer sway Mm -hmm. don't you think well there's i think there's two camps basically you you blame your equipment or you blame or equipment setup or you blame yourself and i think that that's a very individual thing because some of us we were raised to you know me playing tennis i mean if i had a bad tennis shot in middle school you know i was blaming my tennis racket that's right so maybe it's about the the confidence of the driver yeah absolutely (laughs) the confident people blame the equipment Mm mm-hmm and the insecure people blame their driving. Or people who were raised getting the blame, which is sad commentary. But let's move on. Yeah. Move on. <laughs> not going there. So, or, but you know, yeah, the, the mm-hmm. equipment's not set up. This mm-hmm. is not an aerodynamic trailer. It's too long. It's too big. Right. It's something's not right. But the truth is every trailer can be towed 
without a really right. fear of sway. Right. And more often than not, those of you who have a real introspective issue here, more often than not, it's more the equipment set up and the equipment can be set up. That's right. It's not It's not necessarily the driver. So that's what we're going to talk about is setting up the equipment, what to look for. If you feel like your trailer maybe isn't towing perfectly, you know, there's some things you can check. But first, we're going to give you the lowdown on trailer sway. Lowdown. That's right. So what makes a trailer sway? Yeah, what, what? initiates that? Well, wind. No, no, don't say sway. It says waggle. Ooh. <laughs> and wiggle. Well, wag- waggling is kind of what they do. Uh-huh. So a couple things can make your trailer waggle. I'm not saying sway anymore. It's just going to be waggle from now on. Okay. Like can the we, wind. Can we eventually get to dip? That way we can reference that other 90s song. I, I put I, my hand upon your hip and when you dip, we dip, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but what? trailers don't dip. They <laughs> waggle. But but a dip could cause a waggle. <laughs> We'll talk about that in a minute. The wind, gusts, canyons, storms. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's always windy when I'm driving. But then I realized I always take my trailer to the hill country. So, Right. Yeah. 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 It's always windy out there. It is windy. And you're up and down windy roads, too. Uh, And trucks passing. That actually gives me anxiety when they go really fast Mm -hmm. and they pass you. So, like, when the truck is passing you, it pushes you away. It changes the air pressure. Right when they pass you, it sucks you back in. Mm -hmm. You just got to be prepared for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, And quick driving maneuvers. Now, that is a driver error. Yeah, but what happens if you're driving along and there's like a giant dead deer in the middle of the road? You got to get around it. I mean, I have can't I, go over no, it. You can't, can't go you, under <laughs> it. Can't go through. Oh. <laughs> Are we going on a bear hunt? <laughs> it's best to go around it. It is Let's best to go that. around it, but um, but I think from a defensive driving scenario, um, yeah, you're not supposed to swerve. Yeah, the less swerving, right? And don't tell the people to swerve. Yeah, I, well, I does say. Does it really depend on how I, much of a a, a, can I tell a story here? Dick, can I stop you? Can I? <laughs> yeah, you're my boss. Um, so growing up, you know, we we lived in the city, but we had some ranch property. We had right? livestock. So we were out there multiple times a week. And we're oftentimes coming back in the evening time. And, uh, and we'd be driving back small roads. And lighting wasn't good. Or you come around a blind corner or something. And we would, we, I recall one time, I can't tell you that this hasn't happened more than once, but we came around, around a quarter one time and we see flashing lights of a vehicle with a trailer in the center, in the turn lane, basically. And so my stepdad was trying to make room for anyone who might be outside of that vehicle working on the trailer or the, or the vehicle, you know, just courtesy. As soon as he went to the shoulder side to make room, he noticed something rather large and dark right where he was tracking. And he went right up and over a cow. <gasps> and um, everyone was fine but the cow <laughs> and the truck. The, the, the frame of the truck oh. was all bent up. Oh, my we God. We drove That's it disgusting, at an angle. disgusting, Clint. But you know what? No, uh, no other trailers were wrecked, and all humans made it fine. And I don't know anything 
other than that. So you can't go around it. You can't but go you, under it. But you can technically but you can go kill over it, it with your truck. <laughs> it was already dead. It the reason they pulled over was because the the doors on the back of the cattle trailer had opened up and it, it tried to step out at highway speed. Oh, oh. why are you telling me this story? It's a horrible because you can't go over it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's terrible. Well, I uh, definitely say we Kay don't recommend it. the rest of the way home. <laughs> Clint is in a mood today. What folks? else can make your trailer <laughs> waggle? Jeez. Oh, my goodness. Well, those are the main things, right? Can you think of anything else that really makes it start to sway in the you back? Know, I can think in some certain situations, if your vehicle is not properly matched equipment wise and all that and you're going downhill so now we're talking about equipment reasons yeah but 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 if this is if you're if you're going downhill and things aren't correct and Mm -hmm. your trailer isn't braking correctly it can start to try to get ahead of the tow vehicle because the tow vehicle is slowing down faster than the trailer and that can initiate a sway. What if you have a lot of weight in the back of your trailer Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you don't like what? a cow. Oh, what? <laughs> it does make a difference. Suddenly your fuel economy goes and right through the roof. Like, <laughs> will that cause trailer sway? I think that would cause oh porpoising. That is more likely to cause what's known as porpoising. That's a real thing? Uh-huh. Yes, where it goes up and down. Mm-hmm. Porpoising? Yeah. Not yes. whaling or dolphining? Well, that uh, Fishing? a dolphin is a porpoise. <laughs> Porpoising. <laughs> it's not a thing. <laughs> yes, it is. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. So you got Because fish instead of going sideways, you're going like this. Uh-huh. You got well, fish I understand, but like just saying porpoise. I've never heard that. Which before. is way better. You don't what you really don't want is corkscrew. <laughs> okay. Let's have an episode on <laughs> that porpoising. Is, that is not a thing. That is not a thing. Okay, well, let's talk about the physics of trailers. I know so. you want to say it. Don't no, say it. Don't say it. Yeah. Don't say it. I'm trying to move us on it's here. It's just sway and porpoising at the same time. <laughs> it's swarpoising. <laughs> oh, jeez. this this we've gone we've gone nowhere okay just okay as we recover here what is the physics pj the physics behind trailer sway after all that you want me to talk about physics i do i i need dry physics here okay no fun okay so here's the piece that people don't always realize is that it's not about your trailer swaying completely the trailer when the trailer starts twisting then where it's connected to the back of your vehicle is putting pressure on your vehicle and your vehicle is twisting the opposite direction Mm -hmm. so you're kind of like both kind of snaking along in Mm -hmm. this little serpentine motion yeah and that's what's hard to control yeah but it's not just your steering this this causing that's that back and forth because you can control uh if you're you're doing that steering wheel Mm -hmm. it's under control but this is happening right at that connection point of your ball right 
And so the that's trailer's scary. pushing on the back of your vehicle and pushing the rear end mm-hmm. from side to side. And you're trying to control it sure. with the steering on the front. The tongue of the trailer pushes to the left. You're, the front of your tow vehicle goes to the right. And yep. then you try to correct. And it and goes it, the and other way. a very quick pendulum swing so now the tongue of the trailer is pushing to the right and the front of your tow vehicle is just whipped over to the left so it's kind of like a ride at disneyland right of the worst kind yes okay so let's talk about things that you can do that will make a difference because we want people to know that there are things you can do that Mm -hmm. can help this that can minimize it Mm -hmm. uh yeah like keeping the cows in your trailer yes Lock Solid. that back door. Solid. Okay. Poor heifer. But, but there really are things that will help. So let's start Her with- name was Hugh. Oh, geez. <sighs> Hugh? Hugh Heifer? <laughs> <laughs> so if you have a short wheelbase tow vehicle, um, let's say a two-door Jeep oh, versus yeah. a longer yeah. Jeep Gladiator or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever the trailer is doing from a sway perspective is going to be accentuated. You're going to feel it more. It's going to be affecting you more as the driver in the tow vehicle. So you're telling me I shouldn't tow with my Jeep. What we're saying is you need to tow with a limousine. Mm. Ooh. Ooh, let's, let's, I think this needs to be a thing. That's what you were saying, right? Yeah, but I think it needs to be a stretch limousine and a teardrop trailer. A Hummer limousine. Yes. And a teardrop trailer. In a teardrop trailer. It's going to well, look like that Hummer pooped. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not going to sway. I can guarantee you that. I'm not sure why we shouldn't make this happen. <laughs> the visual. <laughs> write, but, that, write that down, Clint. <laughs> but you're right. The, the, the wheelbase really does make a difference. So it's good to keep that in mind. If you have a fairly long trailer at 20 to 25 foot and you're towing with a very short wheelbase it may have the towing capabilities but it doesn't maybe have as much ability to counteract this way because right. it's so short you know it's kind of like doing yoga if tell i'm doing yoga, well i don't know if i can <laughs> tell you much how but if you have your feet together it's hard you lose your balance Mm-hmm. And if you have, if somebody says spread your feet wide apart in a wide stance, you are much more balanced, right? Well, from, yeah, from that side. I don't know how side. that relates yeah, to a car, to but side. that's how it feels to me when I'm driving. If I have one of those short wheelbase cars, it seems to move a lot more. It mm-hmm. just does. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have as much uh, friction on yeah. the road. Yeah, it's more skippy. It waggles easier. Yes. And no one wants the tail wagging the dog when you're towing. Nope. Nope, nope. So how do how do we how do we be proactive on the issue of sway? Am I the professor here? Yes. Yes, we are. We are the peanut gallery. You're apparently the children today. <laughs> today. All right. So first thing, check your tongue weight. Right. Mm-hmm. Just check. because that hitch says it can have a 500 pound tongue weight doesn't mean that your vehicle can handle it, and it doesn't mean that that's what your trailer is. Um, and tongue weight can be affected by all kinds of things. Okay. How you load your trailer, if you have a weight distribution, how that weight distribution yeah. is set up. So But also what are you put in, yeah. what are you putting in your actual tow vehicle? Let's say you have a pickup truck and you're putting stuff in the back in the truck bed. That actually affects your tongue weight. It does. Because everything that lowers down at that center point where they connect together mm-hmm. pushes the weight towards that center mm-hmm. point. And that's your tongue weight. Did you know how to measure tongue weight? 
Do you know how to do that? You know, I, 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 all I've I, I, ever I, 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 done, as far as as far as what the <laughs> as far as what's the tongue weight is of your trailer. Yes, I mean all we've not ever Lindsay's done, tongue that she was just sticking la, la, out. La 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 la. So, Wait, we have. I do. I've seen them do it in the shop. Yeah. They have like a a tongue weight uh, scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just a scale, and then they do the yeah. If you've got a tiny ja- the jack thing, tongue jack. <laughs> you your level your trailer. Jacked. Oh jeez! <laughs> you level your trailer, and then you put a scale in underneath the tongue, and you can see what your tongue weight is mm-hmm. while your trailer is level. That's how you do it. However, most of us don't happen to have a scale that'll go that high. So the best way to do it is to go to a, a weigh scale, like a cat scale, where you can weigh your trailer at a truck stop or like on the side stop, of the highway yes mm-hmm. you can find them all kinds of places uh you can actually just look up scales truck scales and you can find them sure they're not far away and it's not you know you think they're just there for the big trucks nope no they're for anyone nope they're for anybody and it usually costs 10 bucks or something. i like i like it's to a no big deal deal hit one on the way to fast food and hit one on the way back just to know just to know <laughs> yeah <laughs> silly so if you set up your trailer and unhook it from the vehicle and take off your weight distribution, any gear that you have on there, and just let it sit there, the mm-hmm. whole trailer, you've got a full gross vehicle weight rating, right? Uh-huh. Then pull the trailer up and put the tongue off the scale, but the wheels on the scale, and be sure your trailer is level and get a second number. And if you subtract that from the gross vehicle weight rating, mm-hmm. you will know how much weight is on that tongue because that's the part that isn't included in that second measurement. Okay, so PJ, what are we looking for as far as percentage of tongue weight versus our overall gross weight? Well, what you ideally want is 10 to 15%. Now, if oh. it gets below 10%, it's really light. The back of the trailer is too heavy uh-huh. and it just kind of wags along behind you and that's dangerous mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you said 10 or 15 percent forward so this reminds me of now i do a little bit of archery and i've built a few air, custom arrows and things like that and we always are looking for foc or front of centers uh weight you want some of that weight to be the heavier part of the arrow to be front of the center line well, that Basically. makes sense because if the back is heavy, it's pushing it not in a straight line. Yeah, it's easy for the tip of the arrow to to go off. And then you have the veins in the back that just kind of steer it off. So yeah. if you have front of center, then the mass is pulling it through the air and the tail is just fine tuning. And I feel like that's kind of similar here uh, to having a slightly front of center or FOC weight on your trailer well i can tell you i don't know a thing about archery Mm -hmm. nothing but it makes sense that you need something balanced to move forward and it's all about where the axle is on the trailer and you know connecting the front of it so that it's balanced now when we say ideally is 10 to 15 percent eight or nine percent is too light this is not a somewhere close to 10 mm-hmm. to 15 percent. Mm-hmm. You want to be in that range. And some people say 10 to 12 percent. Mm-hmm. When you get over 15 percent, you are really front heavy. Mm-hmm. So how do you adjust that? First, well, yeah. I, first thing is weight distribution, right? Well, I think even before then, you know, you, you're pretty much guaranteed that you're going to be putting stuff in your trailer, right? 
Yes. So I hope so. So the way you pack your trailer. Mm -hmm. And I think that this goes into the way that engineers design where they put their water tank, their holding tanks. I think that that has something to do with it. Um, if it, if I were really wanting to do a great job of my setup to, to hit the road for a long trip, I'd put my stuff in it. And if I'm traveling with water in my tanks, I'd go ahead and fill those up. And then I'd set my weight distribution hitch to fine tune it to that load. If that's what you're always going to travel with. Some people travel with a full load of fresh water because of where the tra- the actual tank is located. And that's another thing I was going to bring up. To put more yeah. tongue weight on it. And some people travel with it empty for the same reason. Right. So, so you have to you know your trailer. Fine tune. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know your trailer. You, you fine tune your your balance and the, how it feels driving. Sometimes just by adding or taking away water or by the placement of the heavy things inside. Or what you think is light, but there's a whole lot of it. Oh, yes. Yes, we see some of that. A lot of times the pass-through storages are on the front, Mm -hmm. right behind the tongue. Absolutely, yeah. So that's where people put all the heavy gear, all the tools, their ice chest. You can put 300 pounds right there. Well, And it's all leaning forward right on that tongue. Or a tongue-mounted spare tire, a tongue-mounted two-bike bike carrier. Mm-hmm. A t- uh, or or a generator right or on the top. You tongue. had a huge basket, yeah. So you can put two big generators on it. Five batteries, all on your. What else? You, what else you got? And yeah, I don't a partridge know. in a pear tree. <laughs> yeah, and once those partridges oh. all land, I mean, it just. How much does up. a partridge weigh? They're so fat. How? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what about this? What about loading things on the back of the trailer? Uh, yeah. Is that better? Well, I guess it depends on your front of center, right? Okay, well. You could go too far if you put all your generators on the back of the trailer on that tray uh, or bikes and generators um, and your, I don't know, travel jacuzzi. Travel jacuzzi, your portable jacuzzi on the back. Full of water. Full of water, of course. Yeah, so if you put all that behind the axle at the rear of the trailer, that's just going to lighten the tongue and you better stay aware of how much you're lightening that tongue. Well, it's lightening? best to put all of the heavy gear that you can on top of where your axle is. So it's balanced. Uh-huh. So that travel jacuzzi could go right there on top of the axle. Beautiful. I like it. Yeah. Because that leaves you it, right? room for the tiki bar at the back. There you go. Well, then do you put the. The sauna like at the wait, front. Oh, I was like a waiting Yeah, yeah, yeah. The front, yeah. Sauna at the front, a jacuzzi in the middle, and tiki bar at the back. All right. So uh, seriously, folks, bottom line here is balance your load. So is it more dangerous to have a heavy tongue or a light tongue? The answer is yes. And Which one's worse? I I personally prefer a heavier tongue, but you can go too far. And if it's pressing down too much, then you're taking weight off of your steering wheels at the front of your tow vehicle. And that introduces a new type of danger. Well, you are right. If you have to go one way or the other a little bit, it's Mm -hmm. better to be heavier than it is to be lighter. Um, Of course, that is all within moderation. Yes. But when you set up a a weight distribution and, you know, anything that's 5,000 pounds or more, 
as far as a trailer should have a weight distribution. Yeah. And you can put them on lighter weight ones sure. as well. But when you hit that 5,000 range, you need that weight distribution to take the weight off that mm-hmm. connection between the vehicle and the trailer, right. and distribute it to the axles in front and the axles in back. Right. The modern vehicles that you can buy, the, the, the half-ton pickup trucks that can tow so insanely large weight capacities. Now, mm-hmm. uh, the new truck you have, its mm-hmm. capacity is up there around 12,000, some, somewhere around there for a towing capacity. Same with mine, around 12,000. However, if you read the manual for your vehicle or mine, it says exactly that. Our vehicles are rated max 5,000 unless we're using a properly adjusted weight distribution hitch. You're right. There's two numbers for mm-hmm. every vehicle. And most, uh, there are vehicles now, a lot of them will say uh, weight distribution required right. to tow with that vehicle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as if you don't have a really heavy shocks and suspen- suspension mm-hmm. on the back of your vehicle, then you have to have that weight distribution, yeah. especially with a short wheelbase. Well, imagine if you're towing something, let's, let's take, for instance, if you have a front wheel drive vehicle. Now, the nice thing is that a lot of that weight is straight down on your, your drive wheels are your steering wheels as well. Right. So a lot of that weight starts out there, but it is possible with a heavy enough tongue weight pushing down on the back to lift too much of that weight off of not just your steering wheels, but also the where the rubber meets the road, your drive wheels, which is like I said, drive wheels and steering wheels, same thing in that scenario. Right, right. Weight distribution is a beautiful, wonderful thing you But it has to be set up correctly and (laughs) it can include sway control or you can add it separately. Mm -hmm. You know, most weight distributions now, it's included in that that setup, Mm -hmm. but you have to do it right. So before we wrap up this dry session and try to get people to understand that there are choices when you're looking at trying to make your sway better. So pay attention to them and improve your situation. The last thing is setting up that weight distribution correctly. Mm-hmm. And so the, there are, first of all, read the instructions. Mm-hmm. How many people don't read the instructions? Me. I feel like it's bolted on there. I don't. So I definitely watch YouTube videos work. instead. Mm-hmm. Well, that will work But too. if I was putting on a weight distribution hitch, I definitely would not read the directions. I'd just bring it up here and be like, hey... Hey, <laughs> you do this for a living. <laughs> you read the instructions. Uh, but there is a certain uh, distance mm-hmm. da- uh, fr- on the tongue that you need to mount the brackets right. uh, to get the white, the right tension on it. Okay. But it's all about the tension that goes into those weight distributions. Right. And make sure that that distribution hitch is rated for the trailer that you're going to be towing because there's different rated bars. Yes, they are. And so most of the time, a good rule of thumb is to get a weight distribution that is maybe 100 to 200 pounds heavier than your actual tongue weight. Okay. Okay. So good rule of thumb there. But when you set up your weight distribution, the first thing you need to do before you hook up your trailer is measure the distance between the front and the rear bumper of your vehicle to the ground. Okay. Because you're going to try to achieve that again. You're going to try to get that same balance once you get your trailer hooked up. Now, I've seen them. I've seen people do the the instead of the bumper measurement to the ground. I've also seen the distance from the top of the tire to the bottom of the top of the wheel. Well, yeah, I mean, same thing. Same same difference. Okay, same, same. Yeah, it's just a smaller number. So Mm -hmm. 
it's harder to see the increments. Okay. So then when you hook your trailer up and you put your weight distribution on and you put some tension on those bars, then you measure that bumper to be sure that those uh, inches are still balanced. Okay. So if one goes down an inch, the other one needs to go down an inch. Mm -hmm. I mean, be sure they kind of come down. Because, of course, once you hook up your trailer on the back, it's going to bring the rear end down. Mm -hmm. What you want to do is bring that rear end back up. Mm-hmm. So that it is in balance with the front of the car, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean that it's re- whatever. It is. Yeah, that, that just that just levels off the tow vehicle, so it has about the same amount of friction on the front tires and the back exactly. tires with the ground, and it levels off the toe of the trailer as well. And I love yeah. the new weight distribution hitches because they not only really help out with any porpoising, but they have that built-in sway. So there's they're the new ones, they're yeah. cool. So if it's a little low in the back, then you just tighten up that weight distribution a little more mm-hmm. and that will help adjust the vehicle. Mm-hmm. The next thing you need to look at is the trailer. Make sure the trailer is level once you are all hooked up and ready to go. Because if it's not, you've got the imbalance there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so all of that put together should give you a nice towing trailer. Now, does that mean you'll never have any sway? You know what? A sway can happen with high winds, yeah. uh, all kinds of issues, swerving. Just do the best you can to be in the best position. So, If there isn't outside factors, that trailer should tow beautifully. So here's here's my ways that I've always heard of dealing with it. And I've even tried it on one occasion specifically that comes to mind. If I have a trailer that's starting to get a little bit frisky, mm-hmm. I want to engage those trailer brakes before I engage yes. my tow vehicle brakes. And that's good the, tip. That's the the thing about knowing how to operate your trailer brake controller. That's right. Um, if you can go ahead and usually it's, a, it's some sort of squeeze mechanism mm-hmm. or a button, maybe you're using a Kurt Echo, you got to have that screen up. Don't have yes. other screens up. Have that screen up so you can go ahead and push that button. But most of us will have a, a wired in mm-hmm. with the squeeze mechanism. Start breaking the trailer, slowing down the trailer's tires before you start slowing down the tires on your tow vehicle. Or don't don't hit the brakes at all. Just take your foot off the gas and squeeze your trailer brakes. And that helps even out sway mm-hmm. safely. And that I've, is the safest way to slow down your trailer and mm-hmm. get everything moving straight again. Or if you want to be Dukes, Dukes of Hazard, you no, just, no, you no, always no, want no, the no. trailer going fat or slower than you. So just go faster with your tow vehicle so the trailer's always trying to <laughs> no, catch no, no. up. Bad advice, do not listen to Clint. Oh. The children came back in the room. Hi, my name is Clint. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Hopefully some of this will be encouraging to people who are worried about sway. So if you have other questions on, say, a sway situation, your personal setup or something like that. Then don't send them to Lindsay and Clint. No, because we are (laughs) going to make a fool of ourselves and you're just going to have to wait it out. I also don't want to hear any stories about anything falling out of your trailer or running over any animals. Oh, fair enough. Send those to Clint. He definitely wants to hear those. I'll keep them all to myself unless I can't help myself. (laughs) So if you have questions or whatever, head on over to the RV Small Talk community group on Facebook, or you can send us something, drop us a line at questions at rvsmalltalk.com. And uh, maybe you have a question about your actual weight distribution hitch setup. 
I cannot guarantee you that the three of us will have a great answer, but I know we have some fantastic people in our service department. <laughs> we know someone who will Give know. them a call. <laughs> yeah. In the meantime, we'd like to once again thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the RV Small Talk podcast. As always, show notes can be found at rvsmalltalk.com. We are trying to get way, way, way better at social media, so follow us everywhere and, and encourage us. And we'd like to thank the new guy, Paul. From all of us to you, may your trailer never swarp us. Drive long and prosper. <laughs> <laughs> nanu, nanu. Nanu, nanu. <laughs> <laughs>